up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of Actor Life Plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, aka One Broke Actress. Ooh, coming at you live right after the Oscars. Holy moly. What a great show. I actually think it went pretty well. I don't know if you guys caught it, but you should definitely have watched the Oscars or at least be aware of who won because uh, that'll kind of influence film over the next year or so. Um, I think it's really good to keep up on that stuff. It doesn't really matter what people wore necessarily for your career, but that's kind of fun just to know too. <laughs> um, so anyway... Uh, thank you guys so much for the support from last week. That podcast went amazingly. It's off to a fantastic start for season two. As always, thank you for sharing it. Special thanks to everyone who has rated and reviewed this podcast. Seriously, please do that. Like, please, please, please. Okay. This week, we're going to take a hard left turn. <laughs> this is the podcast that you might not want to listen to but you need to listen to. We are talking everything taxes. Dun, dun, dun. Today we have Emily Churchill from Actors Tax Prep on the podcast. She is in fact an actor herself, which is a really cool perspective to see from someone in the creative side of things work well financially. She is going to share with us everything we need to know about doing our taxes as an actor. And if any of you have filed in previous years, you know that this shit sucks. <laughs> we usually get tons of returns, tons of W-2s, a couple 1099s. And if you're sitting there wondering, I don't know what any of those things are, stay with us. Let me just hold your hand through this process. <laughs> um, Emily is going to take us through all the steps of filing a tax return as an actor, things you might not have heard before, like the LA business license for if you have made any 1099 work in LA or any untaxed money whatsoever. She's going to talk to us about what you can and can't write off how the 2018 tax change um, changes everything for us and uh, just give some really general good information for us to know. I do want to say up front, this is your uh, little legal warning here that sh this is not an exact advice podcast. This is simply for educational purposes only. Emily is just sharing with us her knowledge. She is not advising you personally on your taxes. If you want to actually go see Emily, she gives us all the information to contact her at the end of the podcast. So slow your roll. <laughs> don't, don't come to the IRS and say Emily told me to because I don't know, it sounds like something I'd get wrapped up in and you'll listen to this podcast and realize that I am broke for a reason. Taxes are hard. <laughs> All right, guys, please stay with us and I'll chat with you after the show. Without further ado, please enjoy Emily Churchill from Actors Tax Prep. So I'm here with Emily from Actors Tax Prep. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. Um, I made this appointment with you before I even knew that you were an actor. Yeah. Which is so cool and also very impressive. So will you tell me how you ended up as an accountant and as an actor? Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. Um, <laughs> well, it started, gosh, when I uh, was going to college. Um, my dad wouldn't, I'm from Illinois. Wait, my, we're in Illinois? Uh, Springfield, Springfield, Illinois. Okay, that's right. Because I, So I went to high school in Columbia, right that's outside right. St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Belleville. Belleville. I know, yeah. uh, I know Belleville. I did, um, did the Gus Macker tournaments in Collinsville down south. So yeah. yeah. Do people always tell you you're super nice? You're probably from the Midwest in LA. Yeah. <laughs> I 
get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if I go in for like really mean roles, my agent will pitch me and, and they're like, but she's too nice. I'm like, wait, no, no, I can be mean. I can <laughs> just, you know, wait and see. Um, but no, it was my dad, uh, central Illinois, you know, would not let me major in theater. Um, even though I was like, I'm an actor dad, you know? Um, and so, uh, I got a marketing degree, um, but also minored in theater, pretty much got the classes I needed, uh, then moved to Chicago, uh, got a serving job at Ed DeBevick's, which was in itself entertaining. Um, and, uh, you know, did the whole actor thing, went SAG, and then I came out here. So I didn't really deal with the marketing aspect besides in college, because I was the head of the Illinois Shakespeare Festival marketing department. Oh, cool. So I did that. I kind of, you know, bridged to both um, worlds. And then when I moved out to L.A., this guy, I just moved here, and this guy I was working at BJ's with, I don't know if you know the <laughs> pizzeria. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, with the pizookies. Um, he <laughs> knew that I was, I had a marketing degree, and that I was also an actor, and he was like, can I introduce you to David, who's the, who is the president of Actors Tax Prep, but he just retired, actually, today. He's moving to Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah, lots of, lots of change. Um, and so I met with him, and I got my CTEC, which is your which you are required to get in California to pr- prepare taxes. And then I'm also um, an enrolled agent with the IRS. So I went through extensive um, schooling and took three grueling tests to get my enrolled agent um, certification. And I'm pretty much at the highest level of tax preparation um, as an EA. Cool. So yeah, and it's just it's great because I can, as we all know, first of the year is really busy acting. So I like tomorrow I have an audition. If I have clients, I have to move them around, and you know it seems to work because most of my clients are in the inter- entertainment industry also, so they know like you know you don't get it till six p.m. or even the next day for the same day, and you're like oh gosh. Yeah, people here are pretty forgiving of that yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, so that's how it happened. That's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm I'm big on pushing that whole having a job you enjoy along with the acting world yes. since it moves so slow. <laughs> yes, you need that. Ugh, you definitely need that. I agree. Well, okay. So actors, I feel like don't – you might be an anomaly because I, most <laughs> of the actors I know are not numbers people. You yeah. know, that whole left brain, creative, whatever. Um, I, for example, am just – it's like my nemesis. Like I don't do well with numbers. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I filed my taxes after I moved to LA, I was like, well, I hope this is right. And I just kind of, you know, go with God. <laughs> did you do TurboTax? Knock on wood, I haven't been audited. So my dad okay. did TurboTax okay. for me. Okay. Um, so as my career has changed though, and I've done things like joined the union yeah. and all those things, uh, there's so many questions I have and a lot of people have about taxes that I think we don't realize and I've heard people talk about writing things off and I'm just like whoa pretty sure that that's illegal yeah um and I know it's a very (laughs) underfunded side of the government but still the last thing you want to do is get audited and right also there's just there's a lot of I think positives about it that we might not know um yeah I'm sure you can inform us on so let's are you cool with diving into the questions let's do it okay cool okay okay so um so we're, we all wait on those tax forms, right? Yes. So the W-2s, the mm-hmm. 1099s, all that. If you've worked, for example, like last year I got 15 yep. tax return forms. Yeah. Uh, at what point do you think you should just go get or start doing your taxes or go get them done? 
Because I feel like yeah. they fight, you know, sometimes they come in in like the end of February. Sometimes it's the first week of March. Like, is oh, there a certain yeah. time that you have to, that accountants have to file those so we can get them in time? No, there's not like a set time uh, b- besides the deadline, uh, <laughs> which is, um, I think this year it's April 17th. It's usually April 15th. Um, I always uh, suggest to my clients, get me, because I have, I think I have like almost 200 clients. So I tell them, can you get me everything by April 1st? Usually people are really good at that. And then the last two weeks is crunch time. So if you can get to your accountant before April 1st, they're going to love you. If you mm-hmm. get after it, it's going to be hard, but they'll hopefully be able to get it done for you. Um, yeah, I mean, this is something that I deal with with my own taxes and with everyone else's that I do. Yeah, sometimes you'll get five W-2s, sometimes you'll get 20, and then you'll also have 1099s. Um, I always say make sure that you have all of your W-2s. Um, you got to keep records. That's the number one thing, and I know a lot of people are like, but I work so many jobs, I don't know. Well... You got to keep those pay stubs. I mean, that's what I do, right? Uh-huh. Like I have a I have a file that says just acting W-2s or, or my pay stubs. So at the end of the year, I can open that up and be like, okay, I didn't get one from the WB. I need I need to get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't get the one from Teen, uh, uh, the entertainment um, commercial W-2s. So I just make sure that I have all my W-2s because I have all my pay stubs. You got to keep records and you got to be responsible. And I think that's... One of the biggest and hardest things I deal with is because a lot of people are like, oh, I, I, I don't know, so I'm not going to do. But it's your responsibility because <laughs> it's your taxes, right? Yeah. So I say keep records all year so you know where the money's coming from. Yeah. Period. Done. End of story. Um, and then I would say, you know, I tell my clients I don't take appointments until February 19th because W-2s don't go, aren't required to go out until the this week, uh, the end of January. Oh, okay. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. So you should, if you haven't received all your W-2s, you should be receiving them within the next two weeks. Okay. And this will yeah. air in like the end of February. So okay. you should have gotten them by now. You should have gotten them by now. Okay. <laughs> Is there, if you, if you look back at a pay sub and you don't see that you have that W-2, yeah. what do you do? Well, that is interesting. So that could be a residual that you might not have even gotten. Um, so I would call the payroll company. So if it's, um, WB, they should have the phone number. I think a lot of them have the phone number on your pay stub, um, or that W2 call the payroll company and see what it is. Um, if you can't find who it is, where the money is, that might be an issue you need to take up with your agent. Hopefully you booked that job through your agent so they Mm -hmm. can help you with that. Um, but that is a sticky situation. If you get something that you haven't, that you don't remember receiving. Okay. And even if you don't remember receiving, you might have received it, right? Yeah, right. Like if you received it in January <laughs> of that year and then you don't get that W-2 until the following January, you're like, I don't know what this is, but it could have been in residuals going out. And mm. um, another thing is a lot of times when you book something in December, you don't get paid until January, right? The mm-hmm. check isn't cut, but the W-2 will be issued. Because they issued that check to your agent probably by the end of December in 2017. So okay. even though you got your money in 18, that, that W-2 will be issued for 17. Okay. Okay. I know it's a lot, right? It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I know. And I it's know. something I only think about every once in a while. So we're going to circle back to, at the end of the podcast, what we can do for this coming year as okay. it's starting. Yeah. Um, tips we can do to keep ourselves organized. Uh, okay. So 
I also heard a question. When you get a form, if it's less than $500, mm-hmm. you don't have to file it. Is that true? Wrong. Oh. <laughs> Big info. <laughs> I'm going to say this now. The IRS wants you to report all income, right? Okay. The reason that is being said is because you're not required. The person who hired you is not required to issue you a 1099 if you made $600 or less. Okay. For some reason... Everyone thinks, oh, I don't have to report it. Well, you do have to report it because you have to report all income. You okay. do. You're supposed to report all income, period, done, end of story. Okay, that's Whether like a you blanket rule. Cash, yeah. Okay, so let's talk yeah. about that then. A lot of actors have these side jobs. Yeah. Um, a lot of restaurants now have you report tips. Right. I, for example, have private clients. I train, different things like that. I get a lot of payments through Venmo, through yes. PayPal, through... Um, cash transactions sometimes. For that, is that something we need to keep record on and report as well? Yes. Okay. I mean, Venmo makes it really easy, and so does PayPal. You get a statement. It's very easy. And I know there are people that are not claiming cash. I know there are people that... I mean, I'm so guilty of that. (laughs) I I hope um, that, you know, um, none of my clients are because I do, you know, tell them, please give me all your income. I mean... The paper trail is not really there, but yes, the IRS wants you to claim all income. Done. End of story. Yeah. Please know that, everyone. <laughs> everyone. I have people coming to me. Oh, but that that's cash. I don't count. I'm like, no, honey, you just told me about that. I got to claim that. Oh, yeah, because now you're responsible. Yeah. Mm. And you really do because, I mean, in the knock on wood, I've never seen a field audit, but in the case of a field audit where they actually get into your records and they see this income coming in out, they're going to want to know, wait, wait, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, and -hmm. then you got to pay penalties and interest on the income you didn't claim. And it's just, please play it. Just, just claim all the income. Yeah. Just play it safe. It's worth it. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're running the risk. You're okay. playing a game. So let's say, just so people have an awareness of what the amounts could be like. So let's say I have clients, private clients. Let's say I made a thousand dollars. I report that. Mm-hmm. So then, technically, I pay a percentage of tax on that. Typically, is there a, a number that that would be just off the top so of your head? So that is, whenever you're making cash income or 1099 income or non-union income, that goes on a Schedule C, um, which, good for y'all to know, that does not change for 2018. We'll get to the whole out 2018 oh, yeah. later, which this is, is in a here. whole shirt show. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so say you come to me and you're like, okay, I made $1,000 you know, doing this. Um, it's going to go on your Schedule C. Um, if you have any expenses against that, give those to me. This is what's really important because you can take off part of your phone if you use your phone, you know, the portion that's business related, part of your internet, um, you know, supplies that you have to get for these clients. Yeah. We're going to get deep into that deduction world here in a sec. Right. Um, but there's two sides of the deduction world. There's the W-2 deductions and there's the 1099 deductions. So I'm talking just 1099 deductions. So if you're saying that $1,000, say we bring it down to $900, you are going to pay about 30% on that. And it's only $900. It's not going to be that big at all. And that's a California number, um, right? Or is that across Yes, the that's a California okay. number um, and that's an IRS number. Now, when you have cash income or 1099 income, no taxes have been taken out, and that's including Social Security and Medicare. So, you know, when you get your pay stub and you're like, what? It's only half, right? You're like, where the <laughs> hell are all these taxes going? Believe me, I do it myself. Um, so Social Security and Medicare is you pay half and your employer pays half. So when you have 1099 income, no one is paying 
So you also owe self-employment tax in addition to income tax on that. Okay. Okay. And so, and that's on the net. That's not on the full, but it's on the net. You owe self-employment tax in addition to income tax. So like I said, you know, keep great records, keep great records of your income and expenses because that, those expenses are going to bring that income down. So you're not taxed on the full amount. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Okay. And anything that's dealing with your business, only business related. Yeah. For that to count, does your business need to have a business license? No. Okay. That's a, that's a big one. It is a big one. Oh, but it does have, I'm sorry, I say that for the IRS in California. If you live in the Los Angeles city, mm-hmm. you do need a city business license. I just got one you of got those. got one of those. They're scary. They're scary. They sent me a letter. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Was like, They're not nice. Fill this out, blah, blah, blah. Right. But they had cited that I was in real estate and I was like, woo, oh. dead wrong. So they had to recite. It was a whole process. But that's good to know because a lot of people don't know this and you can get severe fines yeah. for that. So yes. if you, where is a good place they can find out about that business license? Is that um, online? It is online. Um, and your tax preparer doesn't do city taxes. We do federal and state. Um, oh, yeah, that's what it, it's a city tax. It's so a city tax. Welcome right? to LA. <laughs> and it's not even, and it's it's a business license. So it's not even a tax return that needs to be filed. So I know a lot of people freak out. They're like, what is this city business? It's, a, it's something that you, if you live in the city of LA and you have 1099 or schedule, any schedule C income. What that happens is you file your California return and you have that Schedule C on it and the city gets the information that you filed a Schedule C in Los Angeles. They have no numbers. They have no numbers, okay? So when you get some of the letters have numbers on them, unless you've done an audit with them, they don't actually know the numbers that are on your returns. So another thing to know, right? So that's why I'm saying a lot of my clients don't get freaked out when you first get that letter. If you haven't signed up for the city business license, it's always good to go ahead and sign for it um, because you can sign up for an exemption and the exemption you can do until February 28th. Don't quote me on it, but I believe it's the end of February and it's for that year. So for 2018, you have to file that exemption 418 by February 28th, I think. Oh, wow. Um, So even if you don't know if you're going to make any money, right? But just file the exemption because then you'll be exempt for, I think, $100,000 for small business and $300,000 for artists. So, Oh, that's great. It is, but if you're an artist, if you're a teacher, that does not count. Oh, wow. It's very great. I'm telling you, the city of L.A. is not an easy subject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, because I just had a client who is an acting teacher improv teacher, you know, wonderful. And they've always done the exemption, but they've always done the artist exemption because that's what they were doing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the city came back and said, no, you are a small business because anyone that's teaching has to do the small business. Yeah. So just FYI, know know what exemption is is right for what you're doing. Right. So if I'm filing for like personal training, it's different than... It's a small business. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and if I, I'll try and find that link for you guys and put it in the show notes oh, yeah. so you can look up the exemption form yeah. for yourself. I think it's like, um, lacity.org slash finance or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if you look up the city of LA business tax, something will come up. For yeah. Sure. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I've been here for so long and it was the first time I've received a letter like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's more um, things to pay, but it's good to, I like to have proper things filed. And then I have, I have yes. a cute little business license that's framed. Now. Oh, good. It looks super legit. Oh, good. They sent me one. So yeah. it was nice. Okay. So let's see, moving on. Is there a minimum amount of money you need to make 
to file as a quote unquote actor. Oh, for your no. for your write offs and stuff to no. count towards your business. No. Okay, cool. So if for example, you know, say you go a year without booking something, right? right. Mm-hmm. You don't have any income as an actor, no commercials, no film, no nothing. You can still say in your taxes that year that you're an actor and write off your new headshots and write off your classes and all that stuff. Yes, you can. Um, it, it's always better to have acting in some acting income, whether it's extra work or something that year, so mm-hmm. we can write them off. Um, that's kind of a that's a call that your tax preparer would have to make um, because if say. I, so if somebody came to me and they made 65000 acting one year, the next year they didn't make anything. Um, very typical, Very typical, <laughs> right? I understand this. I would still consider them able to take off the acting expenses because clearly they were working in you know the previous year and then this year they just didn't have any bookings, but that doesn't mean they weren't going to auditions and, and whatnot. So it, it is iffy, I'm going to say that, Um But I feel like in the case of an audit, you would be able to explain why. We'd get a letter from the SAG office. We'd get a letter from the agents. Like, we'd be able to substantiate why you had those expenses because you are working on your career. Okay. And it is an up and down industry, right? But we also need to realize that the IRS doesn't really get it. Right. And I I don't mean that in a mean way at all. I'm just saying, like... I mean, sometimes I don't get it. My I don't get it, right? Like, why did I make this much this year? And, you know, my dad still doesn't get it. Um, So just keep that in mind. Um, And I, you know, the key to all of this is just keep good records. Just keep good records and have receipts and have everything written down. Like, I have a date book, and I write down everything I do. So I came here. I wrote that down. Um, I'm going to an audition tomorrow. I wrote that down. So in the case, I would be able to say, oh, well, I went here this day, had an audition here, shows that I am working and, and working towards that. So, so yeah. that, that could be as simple as creating a folder in your email inbox and filing mm-hmm. away all your old audition emails sure. to that inbox. There you go. See, I'm okay. awful with that stuff. But that sounds great. <laughs> I'm bad with paper. I'm good with uh, technology. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's a, okay, that's good that's to know. That's a good one. Uh, and then for actors who are trying to write off (laughs) everything in the world. Let's get into this because, for example, I'll give you a a small list of the things I know for sure. So I always write off any acting classes or workshops I take. Yes. Any headshots, obviously, printing them, posting them, the you know, the $500 it takes to post on your daily You're like, oh, I paid for them and now I got to upload Oh my God, them. it's the same price. It's ridiculous. I'm going to get one of them <laughs> on the podcast at some point. It's a whole tangent I have. Um, let's see. So we, I technically utilize the space for self-tapes and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I write a square footage off of this apartment mm-hmm. as um, a home office. What else do I write off? Uh, a portion of my mileage. Okay, that's all that comes to mind at the yeah. moment. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. So, yes, you can write off headshots, posting, all of that, all of those things. Can I just say one thing? You can put anything on your tax return. If you want to write off your dog food, go ahead. But in the case of an audit, it's going to be thrown out, mm-hmm. right? You cannot legally write off dog food. 
<laughs> but I'm, 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 just, I'm just putting this out there because a lot of people, you know, say you can or can't. You can actually do anything you would like, <laughs> but whether it is okay with the IRS is, is really the issue, right? That's it the issue we're dealing with. Back to bite you in the ass. Right. You're then paying interest on the money of taxes mm-hmm. you would have owed on yes, that. Exactly. Which is where the suck fest comes in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah. if you can work with a preparer, that is the best because. In the entertainment industry, we do have a lot of write-offs, but there are also things that we cannot write off. Like, you can't write off your gym membership. Ooh, everyone I know does that. Oh, I know, honey. <gasps> oh, I know. Oh. Um, and it's not the e- – so I think I've written off a gym membership a couple times, and the only times I do it is when I'm working with a model, and they have to be a certain size, mm. and they are required – to have, you know, that membership to keep their size. But if it's just upkeep or to keep what, you know, our look going, that is not a business um, expense. I don't take off mine. Oh, right? that sucks. <laughs> I don't take off my haircuts. I don't take off my, um, you know, I don't tan, but I'm whiter than heck. But I don't take, you know, tanning. Like anything that is a personal expense that slash business, you can't really write off. Because in the end, the IRS is going to see that as a personal expense. Okay. Okay. Even commuting to and from a W-2 job, that's commuting. You can't write those those miles off. You can write off the audition, the callback, just can't write off actually going to that W-2 job. So is there a number then for mileage you like to use because that's kind of a hard one to put your finger on? Well, you have to give me exact numbers. Okay. So if you come to me, I'd be like, where's your logbook? Where's the numbers, right? Exact numbers. I don't deal with averages. You're not supposed to deal with averages. Oh. So if you go to a taxpayer and, like, and you tell them just use the average and he uses an average, that's really not kosher. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's definitely not kosher if they're making up expenses. So you should log the miles you drive yeah. to auditions. You should. And that's why it comes back to my date book, right? Yeah. So if I need to go back or when I you know, do my taxes, I can go back and be like, okay, I drove five miles here, da 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 right? Um, this is an average. Uh, I will give you an average. Don't use these numbers. <laughs> Don't give people round numbers. Whenever anybody gives me round numbers on their expenses, I'm like, go back. We need to redo this. You know, I want to mm. see $514, not 600 Right. Right? Um, because these are actual numbers from your receipts or should be, please. Um, so 600 miles or 6,000 miles out of 12,000 miles total. So whenever someone comes to me, I need their total miles and their business miles. Average for, you know, just anyone living in the U.S., 12,000 miles is usually the average and Mm -hmm. usually about 50% of that is business. This is just average talking. This is not what you should base your mileage on. <laughs> this is not your <laughs> advice. This is but, just an idea. Yeah, but and, and definitely don't use round numbers because okay. if, if you know, what would you do if you saw a tax return with all round numbers, right? I mean, it's a lot of red flags. It's a lot of red flags. And it's like, why would you put yourself through that? Yeah. Just get the real numbers, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for those people who have not done that mm-hmm. in the past year and they're about to file. Yeah. What would you perhaps tell them? Well, I have, you know, people have come to me like, I don't have a logbook. I'm like, okay, honey. Uh, let's <laughs> so let's set some goals. and <laughs> Let's set some goals. Um, I would say, you know, go back through your emails and see, you know, go through a date book and just write down what, like I would l- you'd literally have to do this just so you have the actual numbers and that you have backing for it. Okay. Right? Okay. And people get audited at $20,000. It, it doesn't matter how much you make. 
you if 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 your expenses exceed I even say if my clients expenses exceed 50% of their income I'm like we're getting into red ter- red uh, flag territory right okay. but they could audit you even if you're you know only taking off 20% it doesn't matter. And there's a misconception that, oh, if I only make 20000 I'm not going to get audited. Well, yeah. I have someone that made 24000 that got audited. Oh, balls. And it was the same thing that we were talking about. A lot of money one year, only a little bit next year, and a lot of money the following year. Still working and still had those expenses. They're all legit expenses. But yeah. because of the you know the difference between the numbers, they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need verification. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what is that process like auditing? It always um, it's like the scariest oh, sounding yeah. thing. Everybody's scared. I I still hate getting letters. Like people, every time people have given me a letter, we figured it out. It's not been a problem. <laughs> but every time I'm like, oh god, um, <laughs> it's not it's not as scary as you think. Uh, the IRS will work with you if you work with them. Know that. If you don't do anything, that's when they get a little nasty, right? If you don't respond to their letters or do anything, that's when they get a little nasty. But if you respond and give them what they want, they're fine. It's actually not a bad process. It, it is tedious. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. It's tedious. You have to prevent, You have to show those receipts. Um, I always say, you know, do one receipt per page so you are being very clear about everything. Okay. Um, and it's a packet, and I always say get your packet ready with whatever they're wanting. If they're wanting your deductions, give me all those, re- or not me, but get all those receipts ready. Make a copy, make a copy, <laughs> because you're probably going to have to send that in a couple times. And oh. you want copy of what you sent, right? Okay. Um, so it's not really ugly as much as tedious. Um, always send things to the IRS, whether it's your tax return or your payment or your audit, you know, letter with your receipts. Um, send it certified return receipt so that you have records that you sent it to them and you have a receipt that they received it. Okay. Because there's been times when the IRS, we didn't receive it. It's like, no, 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 we sent it. It's right here. You know, it shows here Ugh. that we sent it. So just make sure you're covering all your bases. Okay. So the, the process is really just them asking for backlog files yep. of all of the things you are saying on your taxes. Exactly. Okay. It's like a yeah. little less intimidating, but definitely makes you want to keep them Just on keep full. the records. It's, it, once you start in the process of keeping the records, like it's so much easier. There is a great program called Evernote okay. that I love um, that I would recommend to people who are listening to this and like, holy crap, I've never kept a receipt in my life. <laughs> you can take a picture of it and it will keep a file for you. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And you can, it's free. Oh. You can, um, you can buy it if you want to access it uh, offline, whatever, but it's a completely free program. There's oh an app. Gosh. It's phenomenal. Evernote. Evernote. Yeah. It's really oh. good. So I think that's what I'm going to start using for this. So if you guys want to join me, I'll put yes. a link to it in the show notes and everything, but that's great. We gotta start. We gotta start tracking, y'all. This is big. This you is gotta good to start tracking, y'all. <laughs> and then, and then we're gonna. It's not gonna be so scary to go into taxes because every time I start, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what am I gonna pay that year? Whatever. It just it gets overwhelming, and then I think people put it off. I met someone once who just didn't do taxes. They just didn't do their taxes. Yes. Yeah. No. There. There are people out there. How do you not do? Tax? I don't know. I don't know how it happens. How do people get audited when there's people who don't do that? <laughs> like, blows my mind. Well, I'm assuming, I mean, because there's, that's a whole political thing, right? Right. Um, no kidding. But, you know, I don't know how they get away with it. If they have 1099s out there, um, those are non-taxed, you know, documents, that will be a clue to the IRS, and they 
have to have been sending letters to them. Mm. If they just get W-2s, they might not be doing returns because the IRS, okay, we've already got the taxes. So right. unless you want a refund, you know, and you can only get a refund for three years back. Okay. Some people just run under the radar. I would never suggest that because... No. Y'all, the IRS will c- come find you. Yeah, and if it's a couple years <laughs> later, yeah. they're going to charge you a lot of freaking money. Yeah, it's just not worth it, I don't think. But yeah, I agree with you. Um, is there any deductions that people commonly miss or that actors especially commonly miss? Not or- really. <laughs> <laughs> actors are like, I want to take off everything. <laughs> um, no, not really. What I say is, I, I just know that a lot of them come to me and, and I'm like, no, I, you can't write that up. You can't write off your wedding. I've had people ask that. I'm like, I just had a wedding. I, I no, I didn't write it off. Um, and and they're saying because they're inviting, you know, their agents and whatnot. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're also inviting your family, and it's a family event. Yeah, so you're throwing a party, right? So you know, just anything that is is kind of both personal and business, only write off the business portion. Okay. Right, and and just keep good records. But like, yeah, headshots. Clearly, that's your business, mm-hmm. right? Um, haircut. If if a director said, I need your hair cut short, or they wanted you redhead or blonde or whatever, you can write that off, but you can't write off the upkeep. Okay. Right? Okay. You just got to have, you know, um, good intentions of, okay, is this strictly business or is this really my personal, but I could use it for business? <laughs> um, clothes is a big one. Clothing. Yeah, let's talk about that. You really can't write off streetwear. Done. End of story. Right? Um you can only legally write off costumes, um, and costumes are a nursing outfit that you can't, you know, go on the street and just wear anywhere, right? Yeah. Um, another um, instance, I think it was, oh gosh, it was one of the singers. I think it was Ray Charles. Um, they would not allow him to write off his suits um, because they weren't costumes. Um, so he sewed the pockets and made them appear as costumes and that's how he could write them off. And don't quote wow. me on that, but that's just like that's giving a you a story. sense of, you know, you can't write off that Armani suit, right? Unless it was strictly asked that you have that, so- that suit and you're not wearing it for streetwear. You're just wearing it for, you know, that one part or whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Sorry to burst your bubbles. I know. Y'all <laughs> want to write it all off, and I get it. I get it. But That's tough. in the case of an audit, it would probably be thrown out. Okay. Yeah. Just save yourself. I think the goal here is just save yourself some time in the long run. So play it safe. Yeah, just play it safe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's get into residuals a little bit. Okay. Uh, someone wanted to know what happens when you film something out of state. So for example, Mm -hmm. you filmed, you live in California, but let's say you filmed a movie in Oklahoma Mm -hmm. and you're paid via Oklahoma. Right. How does that work for taxes? Um, you have to do an Oklahoma return. Okay. Um, so I, I've had, oh gosh, I did a film in Chicago in 05 and I still get residuals, so I still have to file an Illinois return. I mean, um, sweet. Right, yeah, but I'm, I'm like, it doesn't really stop, um, <laughs> to be honest. Um, even if it's an adult, if it's a dollar W-2. The thing is, um, there are, most states have a threshold, so if you don't make over 
2000 in that state, you don't even have to file, but you need to make sure once you get that W-2, check with the state filing requirements and see if you even need to file for that state, right? Okay. But technically, like a lot of times if my clients have 20 different states, which I've had, um, I will just file all of them because a lot of times either they owe, and if they owe, I'd rather them just pay it, right? If it's $3, just pay it. You don't want to come back with penalties and interest on that. Not that it would be big, but, um, and then a lot of times they'll get refunds back. So you do have to file in that state if you have a W-2 with the um, other state in it. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. And that's pretty easy. That can be done by your tax person, Mm -hmm. even if if it's for an outside state, but you're in California. So my California person could easily file that. For sure. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. And then that being said, with residuals, we pay out a percentage to our reps, right? But the the pay stub that comes back on the W-2, for example – it says we made X amount of money, but let's say 10% of that went to our agent or manager. Yep. So is that something you just need to keep tabs on as well when you report it? Like how do we make sure that it's obvious that we are not taking on all of the taxes of that? Yeah. Um, well, let's just get this out there. It's unfair. <laughs> I get it, right? Like I pay I pay my agent commissions and I get that W-2. Um So you are, um, yes, you need to keep track of how much commissions you're doing, even if like at the end of the year you get your W-2 and you're like, okay, well, 10% of all this went to my agent, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You're going to take it off in your itemized deductions on your 2106, um, and you're supposed to take it off there. I have seen some people take it off as a loss on the front page. I don't see that flying in the eyes of the IRS. Okay. Um, especially now because the two new tax bill and it talks about, oh, agent commissions aren't going to be considered because they're supposed to be on the 2106. Okay. Right. Um, so it's just, it's just another expense. That commission is just another expense that you have to keep track of and put down on your itemized deductions for that year. Okay, so yeah. it's more considered a deduction. It's a deduction. Okay. It is. I wish we could take it off the income, uh, but legally, I don't see a way to do that. Okay. So as of now, just so we know that you pay the taxes written, yeah. as written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the the percentage fee to your agents has to be taken out of your deductions. Of instead. your itemized deductions. Okay. And that's where all your expenses will be taken off if you have W-2 income. Okay. Yeah. It'll just be added to everything. Okay. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. I know. I know, you guys. <laughs> Does it make a difference money-wise then? Or we, do we often pay slightly more because it's considered a deduction and not immediately taken out of the W-2? I'm sure it has. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I've done mine every year, and I'm just, I just know what the taxes that I usually pay. I just kind of, okay, this is how it is. I'm not saying it's fair. Yeah. Because it's not. <laughs> but they have to pay but taxes, too. They so. have to pay taxes, too. And they pay taxes on that 10%. Um, I mean, you get most of it taken out if you take it on, on your itemized deductions. It's just when, you mar- when you're making more money and you're hitting AMT, and that's a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, I mean, you take it off where all your other expenses are. Okay. Yeah. A lot of actors asked about LLCing, mm-hmm. or some people also asked about incorporating. Mm-hmm. So let's first establish what is the difference between those two things. Okay. So an LLC is a state entity. It has nothing to do with the feds. Okay. The feds <laughs> sounds so legit. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. So if you are a single member LLC, so say I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to make an LLC and it's just for me. Um, in the eyes of the IRS, it doesn't matter. 
It all goes on your personal return. That Schedule C is now your LLC. It's still on your personal return. What does it stand for? Limited Liability Company. Okay. Um, If you form an LLC with another person, then you've got a partnership. So you have to file a partnership return plus a California return. And the California return has to be an LLC return, and you owe $800 every year no matter what you make. Okay. Done. If you have a partner. If you have an LLC, period. Oh, okay. Okay. So if you have a single-member LLC or a partnership LLC, you're going to owe $800 every year. Okay. And that's same with corporations. And that's in addition to your other taxes. In addition to income tax, both state and federal. Um, So here's my thing. I don't think anybody should really do that. I'm going to be honest. Really? Oh, yeah, honey. I know it's out there. Everyone's like, oh, i got to get incorporated. I do corporate returns. I do personal returns. If you don't have a business manager or, or you're not managing your corporation, it can get out of hand and it can get expensive. So you need to weigh the pros and cons before you even think of doing anything. So why do people do this in the first place? Why has... You want me to a, be honest? A, absolutely. I think it's because they think it makes them more legit. Um, and I'm so sorry if I hurt someone's feelings, but I, I, that's the only reason I can think about it. Unless, yeah. unless you're making two hundred thousand a year or more consistently, I don't see a, a reason to incorporate. I really don't. Okay. So anyone making under two hundred thousand, to be honest, it's not really going to benefit. It's not going to be as an advantageous as you think. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Um, If you are going to form a corporation or an LLC, do it for legal reasons first. And you have to do all of this through a legal advisor or someone that does this legally, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just the taxpayer, so I do everything after you've done it. So you come to me and and you're like, okay, I have a corporation, I have this and that and the other. Um, But to do this, you need to go to, like my friend did go to LegalZoom. I wouldn't always recommend LegalZoom, but, (laughs) um, you know, he did an S-Corp through LegalZoom and it it, it seemed to be fine. They seemed to do all the paperwork that he needed. Um, But there's just so much to getting just an LLC or a corporation that people just don't realize. Um, You got to register with the city if you have it in Los Angeles, um, the city. Uh, You have to do Secretary of State. Um, you have to owe that $800 to the franchise tax board. Um, and then you have the IRS. So that's already four entity that that's four, you know, tax, um, entities that are going to be looking for your stuff. If you have an LLC or a corporation, what's the difference between the LLC and the incorporation? Um, some corporations are LLCs. Okay. Um, an LLC is a state entity. Um, and it's, I, I believe it's just a limited liability company. So you're saying in the, in the title that your, your limited liability is just to the company. Okay. And so that's why a lot of people do that. So like, um, for instance, with your training, mm-hmm. I would, I would be more apt to say you might need it more of an LLC than an actor, right? Because you need protection. Right. If someone gets hurt, you don't want them to come after you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's where the legalities of things are, and I really would love for people to check things out before they go ahead and just do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because all my most of my clients, if they ask me, I'm like, find the legalities of it. If you need that liability for legal reasons, then yes, go do it. But so if you're doing it just for tax reasons, 
not a whole lot of a benefit. It's more of a headache to have to do everything, right? Okay. With all the stuff that you have to do, see if it's if it's worth it for you to do it. So it's more of a, a liability type of insurance-ish Yes, and you thing. also want to get liability insurance, but it's more of a, yeah, it's a, I believe I'm not a legal advisor, <laughs> um, but I'm just saying like, it's not an LLC, single member LLC is nothing different on this, on the IRS side than just having a regular schedule C. Okay. So most of the actors who are listening to this, who are our average working actor yeah. who are making less than $200,000 a year, they don't need to necessarily make themselves into a business no. for this to work. And this is PS guys, this is completely separate <laughs> than I know this gets confusing than the business tax that we were talking about earlier. Oh yeah. That's its very own different thing. That's its own thing. You got to do that anyway. If you've got schedule C, very different things. Um, and this this might change with the new tax law. This whole thing might change. So let's talk about that. <laughs> so our government, yeah. uh, avoiding all political opinions, because this is not where I like to do that. Right. <laughs> um, what, how does this new tax plan affect actors? Mm-hmm. When does it go into effect? And what do we need to know? Um, so... Okay, and everything I said about corporations and LLCs is just for educational purposes. I just want everybody to know that. Because I don't want them to come back and be like, well, on that podcast, (laughs) they said not to do it, you know. Um, But, you know, always check with legal advisors before doing anything. That is my disclosure. Um, Okay, so with the new tax law, uh, first off, it is still drying. And the reason I say that is it can change. Um, So as of right now, your LLCs... Your Schedule C's, your Schedule E's, which are rentals, all of those things are staying the same. So you can still take off your income and then expenses against that, right? So any pass-through entities, an S-Corp um, or a partnership, those are all pass-through entities. You can, you can take off your expenses on those. You're okay. Even with a C-Corp, you can take your expenses off those. The thing that's changing and the reason The Hollywood Reporter did an article and whatnot is for everyone that's a W-2... And that's most of us, I think, who have worked who work union. Um, so your W two expenses, they're gone. Okay. Agent commissions, gone. Uh. Um, and this is only W two work. Now, that is what this tax bill has proposed as of right now. Um, and so people are in, into that thing of, oh my God, should I incorporate? Right. I'm telling most people that me personally, I'm not incorporating. I am waiting to see what 2018 brings because we as tax preparers, we don't know what that tax return is going to look like because we took all of our, like my continuing education credits are for 17, Mm -hmm. right? That I had to do in December. So this whole new thing that, that passed through, we actually don't know all of the ins and outs, but itemized deductions have been taken away. And that is where those business expenses for us W-2 actor employees, that's where we put our agent commissions and our headshots and our all of our deductions, okay? Okay. Now, that being said, the standard deduction has gone up to 12000 I think. I, I, it's 12000 something. Don't quote me on it. Mm-hmm. But it's doubled. So, so say you came to me um, this year and you had 7500 in itemized deductions, right? The standard this year is 6000 So we'd go with your itemized deductions because it's higher, yeah. right? But then say you came in with the same amount of deductions, 7500 next year. 
And I'm going to be like, well, I put in all your information, but your itemized deductions is less than the standard. So we're going to go with the standard. So you just up it to the standard. You don't have to have a bunch of receipts backing that necessarily. No, because okay. with the standard, you, that's just the standard deduction for everyone. Okay. Right. Right. So you also need to think about So there's that. a little cushion. There's a cushion. Now here's another not so good thing is that he took a... It's okay. That. Uh, <laughs> the tax reform bill uh, <laughs> took away the personal exemption. This is huge. Um, and I, I, have a, I have a little uh, Facebook page for just, you know, my clients. And I did a, a, a video on this, actually, um, showing the, the Schedule A, which is where all this is changing. And I was looking at the tax reform information, and it said the exemption is taken away. And I was like, oh, no, no, that can't be. That's funny. That's, that can't be true. And so then I went and I got something from the IRS. And I was like, oh, no, the exemption is right here. That IRS thing was dated in October. And oh, that was the balls. earliest thing that was done with the IRS. Okay, but the IRS has updated everything, I believe, knock on wood. Um, so this is really, really not so good because everyone would get an exemption. So say like a married couple had two children, mm -hmm. each person, so that's four people on that return would get an exemption. I think it was between three and 4,000. And what does that mean in like layman's terms? What does the exemption mean? It's so um, standard deduction everybody gets. Mm -hmm. Right now it's about 6,000. Standard or exemption is about 3,500, 3, I believe. And everyone gets that. And you'll get that in 2017. 2018? Standard has gone up to 12000 but there's no exemption. So really, anyone with children are going to see it hurt more than anybody else, right? Because they can't take those exemptions for the children. At least that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Now, this is just me speculating on the new no, tax No, 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 absolutely. This is just kind um, of a conversation at this point. Yeah. So for that, for... It's, so it's for, more for like multi-person households that that's going to really affect. Yeah. yeah, you'll definitely see that. <sighs> But just know, right, just know that you're – so um, if you go with the standard, which a lot of us might have to do in 18 just because we can't take those itemized deductions, on W-2 income, mm -hmm. not 1099, yeah. um, you have that 12000 which is more than the standard – our standard now and our exemption. So I think that would have been around nine to 10000 and we're getting twelve for the standard. So – they they see it as just a compromise, but uh -huh. what I'm seeing is people with kids are it's going to hurt them more, right? Cause yeah, you can't take their exemptions too. So, mm, okay, that's good to know because people yeah. were wondering how that was going to affect our write offs and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so it, there's a small cushion. It's not small like cushion. the saddest thing in the world. No. Um, but we just have to and things. Is there is there potential? This is slightly political, but is there potential that this will change? Yes. A little bit over the next couple of months. Yeah. Okay. But this is not something you guys need to worry about right now. No, this, this is, is nope. this is in the future coming. Just, you know, let's go back. Let's keep those records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though this might take some of those exemptions, some of the, I'm sorry, some of those write-offs away from you, mm -hmm. keep them regardless because right. we don't know what's going to happen. We don't. Is that what we're saying? We don't. And I, I will say this. If you are making between 150 to 200 and you are considering incorporating, don't, I mean, an LLC is really not going to be that much different for you, but if you, if you do a corporation, and I'm not, I'm not 
ad- advising you to do this. I, I'm not going no, to No, advising is too, it's too personal. <laughs> it's too personal. But and I just wanted to, your thoughts. But I, I think if you are worried about it, talk to someone about it, right? Okay. Um, instead of, you know, just festering in your own brain, go to, a, to an advisor, a financial advisor, and talk to them about it and see what your situation should be, like what you should do for your situation. Because yeah. everyone's different. Yeah. Um, so for looking ahead, so now that we know all of this stuff about filing our taxes for this year. (laughs) For 17, yes. For 2017, um, looking ahead for next year, we want to track Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form, all of our auditions, all of our legitimate write-offs, all of our expenses, all of our income, um... And for people filling out tax forms for the coming year, for example, let's say you book a job um, in March. Woohoo! Congrats, you booked a job. So then you get handed that W-4, right? right? And you have to fill it out with ones and zeros. Yes. (laughs) Once again, this is going to be something that's very personal to each person, what you put in those boxes. But I get really confused when I get handed that form. I'm like, oh my gosh, do I... Someone told me once to put zeros across the board so I get the most money back. But then I was like, wait, but I'm just one. Do I put a one here and then zeros across? You know what I'm talking about? Well, whoever told you that is wrong. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Um, When you put zero, they take the most out. Okay, that's that's what I think I meant. Okay. They take the most out of taxes. They take the most out. So we put zero. Um, If you are a single person, you can legally only put zero or one. Yeah. Unless you have a dependent, right? I know people out there are saying, put nine, so they don't take any taxes out. Oh, First off, that's illegal. That's a very big red flag. <laughs> and it is a red flag, but it, it's illegal. You're, you're not supposed to do that. Um, they will take less taxes out, but I guarantee, I guarantee you that probably when you do your taxes, you're going to owe a lot more because no taxes were taken out. Right? Yeah, and that's I would rather have it taken out from each paycheck, personally, yeah. than have it bite me in the ass right. come tax season the following year. So... Is it more productive than to do the zeros across the board? I usually do zeros. Okay. Um, if I do a guest star, because as we know, guest stars get paid a big chunk for mm-hmm. that week, I will put a one. Um, I'm, I, I actually put a two down because I'm married now oh, just yeah. to see what happens. Um, <laughs> what a fun game. <laughs> I know, right? My husband's like, oh, geez. Um, but I was like, maybe I'll put a two down because, you know, th- when they tax you at that one week, they think you're making that every week. So when you do put that zero down, they're going to take a lot out. Okay. And it might be more than you need. And you will get back in a refund. If they take out more, you will get it back in a refund, mm-hmm. right? But if you're needing it now, put a one. Or two if you're married. Um, and then if you have kids, you can, you know, put the right amount. But um, I always say, you know, put a zero, especially for commercials. Now, here's a, here's a side note. Talent Partners does not take out taxes until you've made over $8,000. Um. You, you have to keep looking at your checks, peeps. Because I've had people come to me with their W-2s, and I'm like, why was there only this amount taken out in Talent Partners? Um, and it's because they, they, I don't know why. I don't even know if they know why. And if you guys don't know, Talent Partners is a payroll company. Yes. That For is commercials. used in commercials. Mainly commercials. Um, so I, I guess five or years ago, I wrote them and told them I want a certain percentage taken out each check. And for the last five years, it's, it's been done correctly. So if, that, if people work a lot of commercials and they yes. want that taken out, they can contact Talent Partners yeah. and tell them to take it out. Okay. Take, take out is a that percentage. the only company you've noticed that does that? Yeah, because everything's so like, weird. I, 
It is weird. And also annoying. <laughs> Very annoying. I've had people come and they didn't realize that no taxes were taken out and they owed a bunch of money. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it's 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 sad for me to see because I'm like, oh, buddy. But, you know, just keep looking at those checks because, I mean, if I see something on my check and I'm like, why is this only taken out? Call the payroll company and see what you can do about it. Um, I believe with talent partners you have to write a letter um, – obviously call them because this was a long time ago that I did it. <laughs> but I told them, you know, I only want 17% withheld federally. And that's just because of what my taxes deal with. But mm-hmm. 17% and then I think four or five statewide because they also don't take out state appropriately. Mm. Um, and and when I get my check from Talent Partners, I see the 17% and the 5% or whatever it is. So you look up there and you see what they're actually taking out. Um, oh, gosh, I had another thought on that, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> that's Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. that's so good to know. It really is. So if you have any questions, you can always just contact a payroll. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I love a point person. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing is, if, so the two items that really stuck out on your tax returns, find out what the federal withholding is and the state withholding. Yes, I know there's much more t- getting taken out, but... Federal withholding and state withholding is what your income taxes are based on. So if you're if you look at your federal withholding, divide that by your gross, and you're like, I only have five percent withheld. That's under withheld. You're gonna be owing tax most okay. likely. Most likely, who knows your tax situation? But um, I always say make sure that federal is between you know ten and fifteen percent. And then if you're making six figures, make sure it, you know it's eighteen to twenty. Okay. Right? Um, so look at your pay stubs, guys. Make sure that the federal and income tax are taken out for state and um, the IRS. Oh, that's so good. Because all I know, actors open that, they take yeah. the checkout, and they toss it in oh, yeah. the shredder. Yeah. They're like, whatever. <laughs> or the trash can, which mm-hmm. don't put it. There's numbers on there. You and don't it's want not just actors. See. I think everyone, like my yeah. husband, who has, uh, he's a production guy on um, merchandise. And yeah, he doesn't know hardly anything. And he just gives them to me. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, all right, let's see what's going on. <laughs> Everyone needs help. Yeah. Um, okay, so if people learned so much from this podcast, half as much as I did, we're in a very good place. Oh, good. Because I'm like so excited to start keeping my records. Yay. And I'll link as much of this as I can in the show notes for you guys. Um, if people want to reach out to you, especially people in LA, okay. or to reach out to Actors Tax Prep, yes. um, is there an email they can shoot you? Is there uh, a website they can check out? Okay. So um, we just moved, like literally today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love to catch people on the, w- the weirdest days of their career. Uh, we have a new office. It's right in Burbank, um, across from Milton Edie's. Oh, uh-huh. um, yeah. So you it's, can't you miss know, it. Can't miss it with that pink awning. Yeah. Um, so Craig McAlpin, he is our admin person and it would be best to email him first cause he can funnel. Um, what he does is new clients coming in, he'll take their information and then he'll um, put you with a preparer. Um, my name's Emily. If you want, you know, you can say we heard Emily on the podcast. We'd love to work with her or someone at your office, you know? Um, and his email is Craig C R A I G at actors tax prep. Dot com and that's all one word all lowercase i'm writing it down too yeah so this will all be in the show notes for you guys so you can easily just shoot an email um yes. you guys are awesome you guys have been so helpful this was so informational oh yay this was so <laughs> awesome and i love that you're an actor this is it's just it's brilliant oh it's it's interesting <laughs> it really is <laughs> Oh my gosh. But it's fun. At least I know what to do with my money, I guess. That's the good, or, uh, you know, just 
when Absolutely. we make money, like we will know what to do with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's well, good. Save some and keep save those receipts. some. Yeah, just like Beyonce, keep your receipts. Keep your receipts. <laughs> yes. Emily, thank you so much. This was so awesome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. I will talk to you in just a bit. Okay. So did you take a copious amount of notes during that podcast? No worries. I did them for you. There will be an accompanying show notes article to this podcast at onebrokeactress.com at the time of its release. So you can go there and click on podcast and go to Emily's episode where you can listen to it or you can go to the notes and the links of everything we talked about like business licenses and how to contact her and things you need to know for your personal taxes. So make sure you check that out because it's going to have a little bonus stuff in there as well. Thank you for listening as always, guys. If you enjoyed any part of this podcast or took any content from it, that can translate to your real life. Hint, hint, this was definitely a real life episode. Please share it with your friends, rate and review it. And extra bonus points if you follow me on Instagram at Sam Valentine and check out the onebrokeactress.com website. New content all week long. I think that's all the announcements I have for you this week. Thank you, as always, to Maggie Zavo for our beautiful theme song, and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.